check this out. Their dad was a rat. No, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Their dad was a rat. Four crime-fighting Ninja Turtles were raised by a single father dad who was a rat. Can't make this stuff up. Can't make it up. I'm so surprised you've never seen Ninja Turtles. But let me call you back, bro. Let me call you back. Gotta do this podcast right quick. So we'll discuss this more later. Don't worry, don't worry. I'll tell you more, I'll tell you more. But welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy. As usual, we will keep the good content coming this week. We have a great medical topic in this week's HPI. I'm going to be discussing cholesterol and triglycerides. Let's start off by defining these terms and others that are associated with them. So let's start off with cholesterol. Cholesterol is a form of a lipid. Lipids are organic compounds that are insoluble in water, but soluble in items such as alcohol, chloroform, and ether. Cholesterol is a waxy lipid found only in animal tissues and plays a major role in the human body. Cholesterol facilitates the absorption and transport of fatty acids into your cells and is the precursor for the synthesis of various hormones within the body. So it's basically the building block of the formation of many of your key hormones, including sex hormones and hormones produced by your adrenal glands. There are two main sources in which your body receives cholesterol. One is it makes it in your liver and the other is it takes it in from your diet. So there's two main sources of cholesterol for your body. You get it via what you eat and you can also make cholesterol in your liver. Having too much cholesterol can lead to a buildup of cholesterol in your arteries and also lead to the formation of gallstones. Cholesterol can be further broken down into HDL and LDL. So let's start off with HDL. HDL stands for high density lipoprotein. Yeah, that's a mouthful. So for simplistic purposes, let's just say HDL is your good cholesterol. HDL, once again, is your good cholesterol. HDL is made up of proteins, cholesterol, and other lipids. However, first it consists of just proteins and then goes on a road trip throughout your body. Who doesn't love a good road trip? I know I do. That's where you get your best stories at with your friends while you're on a road trip. Well, ACL goes on a road trip, picking up cholesterol throughout your body. It's Thanksgiving and he's going around picking up plates of cholesterol and bringing them home. How do you know ACL is a he? Well, inner voice, that's that's what the H stands for. I thought it stood for high and high density lipoprotein, not he density lipoprotein. It's a joke, just roll with it. Well, it ain't a funny one. All right, Intervorce, anyways, anyways, so. HDL picks up cholesterol in various areas of your body and brings it back to your liver. So that's why I said it leaves home, which is the liver, goes around on a road trip, picking up cholesterol and brings it back home. The liver eventually releases this cholesterol through your intestines. That's why HDL is considered the good cholesterol because once again, it goes around picking up the excessive cholesterol, brings it back to your liver and helps to get excreted through the liver. It is ultimately excreted via the bowel. So basically it's excreted in your poop. 
LDL is a bad cholesterol. LDL stands for low density lipoprotein. LDL can be made from two separate ways from another structure called VLDL or it can be made in the liver. You can look up VLDL on your own, but I'm really trying to keep this simple for you. Just know that LDL can come from VLDL or it can be made in your liver. But LDL does the opposite of HDL. It goes around dropping plates off at people's houses. I mean, that sounds good. Who doesn't want a plate dropped at their house? But this can be a bad thing. You can drop off too many plates. The cells may not need cholesterol, aka those plates. And cholesterol starts to build up between the cells. Essentially, it's leaving plates in between people's houses and it's piling up in the yard, which is not a good thing. This is called atherosclerosis. So this is the buildup of cholesterol, also known as plaque, building up in the arteries. And this can lead to a heart attack or a stroke, which we all know isn't a good thing at all. So that's why LDL is the bad cholesterol. So that's your quick breakdown of cholesterol, LDL, and HDL. At the end of the episode, I'm going to give the definition of triglycerides and what your level should be for total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, and triglycerides. But now it's time for this week's guest, Stefan Hawkins. Stefan was born and raised in the city of Harrisburg, PA, and is the owner of House of Vegans and Good Brothers Book Cafe. He opened House of Vegans last year and Good Brothers Book Cafe this year. He got the idea to open up Good Brothers Book Cafe because he believed that representation mattered and he wanted to show that black kids in the city of Harrisburg that you can be black, own a coffee shop, and that it's okay to read books as well. Such a great guy, such a great guy. In addition to all of this, Stefan also owns his own coffee brand. Yes, he owns his own coffee brand, all 100% of the company he owns. This guy's a hustler. Y'all will definitely figure this out on this episode. This episode will discuss his vegan restaurant and he'll talk about what inspired him to go vegan. Next episode, we'll discuss his coffee shop and his coffee brand. So be on the lookout for part two in the upcoming weeks. So be on the lookout for part two of this interview coming next week. Y'all know how I do. I got to stretch out this content. So, but we're going to give you good information in the next podcast episode as well. So let's get into part one of the episode with Stefan Hawkins, owner of House of Vegans and Good Brothers Book Cafe. Hope you enjoy the interview. So what's up, everybody? This is Dr. Randy, aka Dr. New, here for another great episode of On Call with Dr. Randy. I have Stefan Hawkins here for another episode. Let's give you a little quick background between me and him. Now, I don't know this brother at all, but I've seen him doing good things from a distance. So just goes to show you the power of people sharing on social media. So one of my friends posted about his uh, book cafe that he'll be opening soon. And I happened to see the post. I like what kind of he had going on. I decided to do a little more research and found an article on him on one of the local newspapers. So I just decided to reach out, see if he wanted to talk about his business ventures, the one he's starting up right now and the ones he already has going on to have him on for an episode. And 
he was down to meet. So everybody, welcome Stefan to the podcast. Nice to officially meet you in person. So I'm gonna let you give you a little spill about yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm Steph. My name is Stefan Hawkins. Born and raised in the city of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. About small city, about fifty-five thousand. Just, just been living a regular life like everybody else. Uh, and just became an entrepreneur, entrepreneur recently over the last year. Uh, father of five boys, mm-hmm. uh, fiance. I'm five a, boys. I have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five boys. I'm, I'm a lucky guy. No girls. No girls. <laughs> yeah. So, the, my last son is with my fiance, mm-hmm. and you know, basically, you know, trying to make sure, and that's why I share my businesses with mm-hmm. and everything. You know, she's she's actually the cook at our restaurant, so she she runs the ship. <laughs> okay. So you from Harrisburg. Tell us a little bit about Harrisburg for those who haven't been there before. Like I said, it's a small city in PA, about mm-hmm. three hours between Pittsburgh, hour and a half from Philly. We're the capital of PA, actually. A lot of people think it's Philadelphia for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Predominantly black statistically, but it's 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 starting to become real mixed and things. Uh like it's not really much going on here. It's like mm-hmm. it's not nothing to really brag about. I think our biggest thing is our minor league baseball team or okay. something. So okay. okay, yeah. So your your hometown sounds a lot like my hometown. Uh, okay, another type of PA, Port Arthur, Texas. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we've got the same thing about fifty five thousand. Um, yeah, we located like hour and a half away from a major city. Full of black people, so yeah, definitely <laughs> got a lot of stuff in common. It just sounds like it's PA of uh, literally PA, Pennsylvania over there that you have going on. So yeah, so you have a vegan restaurant, a vegan soul food restaurant in Harris, uh, Pennsylvania. What made you start that? And tell us, like, what is what is a vegan soul food restaurant? A vegan soul food restaurant is mostly like our traditional dishes that uh, we grew up uh, as black people, you know, collard greens, mac and cheese, mm-hmm. candy yams, uh, cabbage, chicken, fried chicken, all those things in the nature that you used to basically seeing in a black household or either on a Sunday when grandma cooking mm-hmm. or coming up next week for Thanksgiving, you know, basically to spread. Other than all the meats that you're used to, there won't be no ham in here. There won't be no real chicken, no burgers or anything like that. It's more of a, uh, we call it flux meat or mox meat, mock mm-hmm. meat. Mm-hmm. It's more like a, a immutation meat we use to uh, to like make up for the chicken or make up for the hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Basically like a plant-based lifestyle, mm-hmm. we, we'll call it. So all, all the greens and all the vegetables are still the same as like your Sunday dinner, but we use non-dairy cheese for our mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. We'll use, well, instead of throwing like, mush, I mean, not mushrooms, marshmallows and everything in our yams we just season it with regular brown sugar sugar non-dairy butter all those things my my fiance better be able to explain what she put in her dishes to keep all the customers coming back but instead of that big old ham hawk going in the hams for flavor mm-hmm. we just basically we just basically just season the greens and boil them regular but everybody loves them we're a big hit in our city what gave us the idea what gave me the idea to start it was just traveling around from various cities, like going on date nights, uh, me and my me and my fiance, who was my girlfriend at the time, who I was trying to you know woo and finesse and everything like that, trying to wind uh, it 
Yeah, try to wind a diner in bigger cities and everything like that. But like we'd go like say we'd go see like Kevin Hart in Philly. That was like our first big date. We'd go see whatever vegan restaurant is popping in Philly, black owned, of course. Mm-hmm. We'd see what's going on down there, and then we'd we'd frequent that. We'd be a patron at that, and then we'd check it out, and uh, then we'd do something in D.C. We'd go see like the the Nationals play the Dodgers or something like that. Neither one of us is a fan, but that was just something we did. When we went out of town, we had to do a big event and then go to dinner. Mm-hmm. So just seeing all these Black-owned restaurants was like, man, I'm tired of driving two hours to D.C., an hour to Philly just to go eat and be around people and do things that we like to do. Why can't we bring something like that back home? Mm-hmm. So after after doing this for about a year, date nights and things of that nature, uh, me and her took a trip, uh, a little weekend, uh, like a four-day vacation for my 30th birthday down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I got the final spark after seeing like slutty vegans and all the vegan restaurants down there. I was like, man, if, if, if Pinky Cole can do this and all these other vegan restaurants I've been to can do this, seasoned vegan up in New York City, up in Harlem, mm-hmm. off of um, uh, Malcolm X Boulevard and everything like that. I was like, man, if all these pe- places can do it, all these people can do it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. So I basically just came home, whipped up a few dishes, created a plant-based burger with our secret sauce. We call it slap sauce. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my city, in Harrisburg, when you say something is slapping, mm-hmm. it's basically just mean it's good. Like, yo, that mm-hmm. food was slapping. Like, it's basically like our, our exaggeration of saying something is good. Okay. So I basically made the slap sauce, which is basically good sauce. Okay. Put it on a plant-based burger that I bought from the local grocery store. Put some pickles, tomatoes, lettuce, and a, a, a vegan-friendly, vegetarian-friendly bun. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to some family and friends. And they were like, man, this is good. This is good. This is good. Oh, man, you should sell this. But I'm like, man, that's not enough. Like, I want to see if people really like it. Because family and friends, you you would expect them to give you, like, that okay thumbs up. Yeah, they're going to gas that, you up. Yeah, yeah they're going to always gas you up. So mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I need strangers that don't know me to tell me if it's good or not. So basically last November, actually a year, year ago, a year and a week ago, we basically opened up our back kitchen, our, our back door and our kitchen in our own home and started selling vegan food out the back door. Our main dish was our, our plant-based burgers, mm-hmm. uh, sweet sweet potato fries and a kosher pickle. Mm-hmm. And we was like, hey, yo, we got, we call it slap box. <laughs> that, that, that's the meal, like the, okay. the meal, basically okay. burger fries and a pickle. <laughs> and back then we was giving out water with it. Uh-huh. So it's like, yo, come get a slap box. Come get a vegan slap box. Come get a vegan slap box. So our little city started buzzing about this mm-hmm. vegan burger, this vegan food that was so good mm-hmm. being sold out of these black person's house. Oh, yeah. Like people we, from all, yeah. We, we know you had your food <laughs> license back then, too, and stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> that was the thing, too, though. Nah, I had no license, no nothing. The only thing I had, I knew I was going to create something. No lie. I literally, when I came back from Atlanta, I filed for my LLC mm-hmm. called House of Vegans. My restaurant's called House of Vegans. I filed for my LLC for House of Vegans, and I was like, I'm going to sell food out my house. I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. knowing, Not knowing that's actually illegal to sell food out of your home. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you can't sell food where you live at. You can't mm-hmm. sell food where you cook your own personal food at. It has to be two separate kitchens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being novice to the industry, being novice to, you know, legal paperwork and things like that, mm-hmm. I basically was like, you know, I'm selling food, I'm selling food, I'm selling food. 
no lie, for like a month and a half, we was booming. Every weekend, I was off work. She actually, well, she actually just had our son, and we'd cook out our kitchen. Like the health inspector called us like a month and a half and was like, "Hey, y'all buzzing so much. I saw y'all y'all thing on Facebook. Y'all need to shut this. Y'all need to shut this down. <laughs> and give, and give said, me a sandwich too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, give, give me a, me a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, let me try y'all food because y'all doing y'all making too much noise out here. I see posters being shared all over Facebook. My granddaughter shared y'all, and I'm like, hold on, I never heard of this restaurant. I didn't, I didn't go inspect them, <laughs> so she she basically shut us down. So, but honestly, when she shut us down, two days later, I walked into this pizza shop, and they had this restaurant like attached to it, an extra part attached to it. And I looked over there, and I was like, dang, uh, can I ask you a question? What y'all doing with this other side? And it was like nothing, man, nothing. Uh, we actually was about to tear it down and put extra seating or something over there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I like, oh, is the, is the landlord here or the, the owner or something like that? Can I speak to him? They're like, yeah, he'll be here later. Little Italian guy walked in about five, six. Mm-hmm. He walked in like, hey, I'm the owner. My name is Nino. You know, like, you know, that movie y'all all like, Nino Brown. So I try to make a joke. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. get y'all a culturally appropriate <laughs> black joke for you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but Nino cool. He's a cool guy after all. But he was like, yeah. So he, he was like, yeah, you want to talk to me? I was like, yeah, man, I want to I want to know what you're going to do with this space right here. And he was like, uh, nothing, really. He's like, I just bought the restaurant like two months ago. He said, I bought it from another piece of shop. He's like, I was actually just going to tear it down. I was like, nah, man, let me get it. I could turn it into something, man. I showed him my Facebook, showed him my Instagram for the restaurant and everything like that. My little generic picture taken, all, all my little little family and friends sharing my stuff. And he was like, all right, man, I'm going to give you a chance, man. You know, let's figure out an a agreement, a lease agreement, a contract and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we, we can go from there. So that was back in January, February of 2020. Basically, COVID hit like end of February, going into March. That slowed us down. So because, you know, everybody had to go in the house and stay in the house. Right. So I was, I was trying to open it like April, maybe early May, something like that. But COVID slowed that down. So it pushed me all the way back to July. But it gave me more time to prep, more time to find, find employees, mm-hmm. more time to like, you know what I'm saying, save up some more money. Low-key blessing in disguise. Yes, yes, yes. A, a big blessing in disguise while, you know, people was getting sick and dying and things like that. I still was, you know, still working on my business plan. Basically, opened up in July, instant success, instant lines. I'm talking about lines for six hours straight, then mm-hmm. a block long, literally a block long, block and a half long. Like, if people, and I'm talking about it was like 90 degrees outside, blistering hot, people mm-hmm. still was standing out there. Mm-hmm. For a long time periods, trying to trying to get yeah. that food. Yeah, because this was a new vegan restaurant. They was like, oh, I heard about y'all. I've been waiting for y'all to get a, a, a actual brick and mortar or a food truck or or something of that sort. Hmm. So, man, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to see a new restaurant. We don't got no options. I didn't even know the vegan community was as big as it was here mm-hmm. in Harrisburg until our restaurant opened. And then I'm, once it opened... I'm assuming I, you're vegan. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, me, and, me and my fiance are vegan. That's actually how we met. A mutual. My homeboy was actually trying to talk to my girl, mm-hmm. my fiance. <laughs> and she was like, nah, you're not vegan. You're not vegan. I can't mess with you. I only going to mess with a vegan man because I'm not cooking two meals. And plus, meat's nasty to me now. I ain't eat meat in almost a year. He was like, well, you ain't going to talk to me. 
my homeboy vegan. And she's like, well, who is he? Who is he? And then mm-hmm. he basically introduced us. And I, that's, that's basically how we got started. Like, be, mm-hmm. must be a vegan. We found have some common mm-hmm. common things going on between us. How, how long you been vegan for? Uh, it'd be two and a half years. Two and a half, going on three years. Mm-hmm. I, I went vegan. Yeah, I went vegan in July. So about two years, mm-hmm. two years, two, four months, five months. What made you switch over to the vegan lifestyle? I got tired of meat, the meat industry. And a lot of people see on the blog, they be like, oh, former McDonald's worker. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the quote attached to me right now. Former McDonald's worker quits his job and opens a vegan restaurant. It, it didn't actually go like that. Like, I didn't just quit McDonald's and open a vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. I worked at McDonald's like two years ago, two and a half, three years ago almost. And it was just like a, a extra income to, you know, like catch up on bills and stuff so like that. So you know about uh, 10-1 meat and 4-1 meat and first in, first out? like all Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I've seen all that meat industry, but then I start watching all those same documentaries everybody else was watching, you know, uh, Super Size Me and mm-hmm. what's the other one? that the People just started watching this recent one. Mm-hmm. I forget what it is. That, that's turning everybody else vegan right now. It's basically like an inside look at the meat production industry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was vegan before that. Then then it just was a slow progress. And it was also finding like some type of spiritual balance within myself too. Like it was more of a spiritual enlightenment. Like, man, I'm cutting out all this meat. I'm cutting out all this Americanized stuff for my diet. Mm-hmm. All the stuff we was raised to think was right and all that. Like trying to reprogram myself and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be more healthy and conscious of all aspects of my life. Right, right. So, Just to kind of uh, go back a little bit, can you tell us a little bit more, like me specifically too, yeah. like the different <laughs> types of meats that are made for vegan people, like you was mentioning the chicken, the hamburger, like what goes okay. into making that type of stuff? Like, oh yeah, it's plant-based, it's <laughs> vegan. Like what? what is well, it? Cause I seen something that was like vegan neck bones recently. I was like, all right. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't get into all that extra stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like, and, and, and it's chemicals involved with it, like that holds it together. But it's more so like gr- grinded down, liquefied beans and plants, and and then they solidify it into like whatever meat texture they want it to be. You know, it, uh, it'd be C10 or Tipa. Uh, is is the two two things that you'll use? Uh, C C ten is just wheat gluten. Okay, it's basically just the gluten taken out of flour and turned into a structure, and then you'll just season it to your liking, your your taste. Like you can make it, you can make C ten taste like chicken. You can make mm-hmm. it taste like shrimp. You can make it taste like a burger. Whatever you wanted to turn into, it's just nothing but the gluten from flour. And then you got tipas, almost the same thing. But like a Beyond Burger, like if you read the back of a package of a Beyond Burger, you'd be like, damn, there's so much shit in this that mm-hmm. you you don't even want to touch it. But it, it's all plant-based. It's all like lima beans and some, some, something, mm-hmm. grind it down, liquefy, and then form back into a burger with liquid smoke and all this other stuff to make it taste like a burger. And then you got like plant-based soy, soy protein, like, it, it's so many different things like people are coming up with to try to be plant-based but still give you that Americanized diet that we're used to because I had a burger for 28 years of my life so mm-hmm. I'm like I still got that craving or something like that for a burger mm-hmm. so you, they basically still give you the things that you're used to and that we're used to but a lot of times like and, and, and this, this is where 
it goes to like classisms and vegan vegan lifestyle. Like mm-hmm. you got people like alkaline, you got raw vegans, you mm-hmm. got uh, plant-based vegans, you got just vegan vegetarians, you got pescatarians. Well, pescatarians, they still eat fish and stuff, but mm-hmm. like you got people like, they be like, oh, Oh, if I oh you you went vegan and stopped eating meat, so why are you gonna eat an imitation of meat? And why would you want to still eat chicken when we supposed to be getting away from chicken? You like shut up. I'm I'm still I'm, I'm not eating actual chicken. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I'm, I'm just still a hierarchy. It seems like of being a vegan. They got yeah, some, you know, got some booty it's, it's, vegans, yeah, middle it's, class vegan. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You know that you always got the protectors of, of of something. It's always a classism of something. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's protectors of everything. Like, oh man, that's not how you're supposed to be vegan and things like that. Like, shut up. Let people live their life. As long as they kill a baby chicken in their backyard, <laughs> you should be all right. You know, like right, so. right. What have you noticed in yourself since you made the switch to being vegan? At first, it was sluggish. At first, I was like, man, I need something to eat. I need some meat. But then after a while, like, my energy came back. I felt like I was more energetic. I, I didn't feel as sluggish after I ate. You know you, you know how they say uh, black people get that itis mm-hmm. and things like that after after uh, gorging all red meat and, and, and whatnot. Like, I, I don't get that itis and everything like that. And I don't get all those. I, I just feel better. I feel cleaner. You know, like my body, my, my bowel movements is regular. I'm not all stumped up and, and you know, and, you know, just feel healthier, I guess. Okay. So. Clear mind, clear body, clear soul. Yeah. 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 I worked out more. I worked out more. I felt, I felt like my, my weight was dropping a little faster. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't retain as much fat as I used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my bad. No, you good, bro. So, so if y'all paying attention, y'all see if you switch your diet, better mind, better body, better soul, then also you may may get you a fiance on top of it. (laughs) Right, right. You never thought about that. Switching your diet got you a fiance. Man, switching my diet got me a whole relationship, man. I didn't even think I'd do it. I I just was trying to eat healthy for myself. Next thing I end up with a baby in the ring. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, proposing and stuff so <laughs> and a business though mm-hmm. so i met i met i met my head chef mm-hmm. by going vegan so it kind of it kind of worked out within itself now yeah so ladies and fellas if you're looking for somebody all you got to do is switch your diet if all them dates that's it haven't worked walking through the grocery <laughs> stores being at church maybe you just need to change your diet and that's gonna get you get you your soul made right there Especially if you black, that the 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 fastest growing demographic in veganism is actually African American women. Mm-hmm. So a lot of African American women are actually switching their diet, and I have met a lot of African American women that are like more conscious. Like if they be like, "Oh, he's vegan. Oh, okay, he understands his body. He understands his mind. He mm-hmm. understands health and the future. He wants to live to be eighty, eighty-five. He don't want to die of high cholesterol at fifty-five. So I'm telling you, man, it, it's a it's a good pickup line, man. I'm I'm taking now, but I'm telling you, you, go to a lot of places like yeah, I'm I'm vegan. They be like you vegan? Oh, black man, okay, I see you. Yeah, man, listen, 
Big catcher, big catcher. <laughs> now, now, don't be playing around like you vegan because you can only hold that lie for so long. Don't let her in the bathroom pick you eating the pizza. Uh, Popeyes or churches in the chicken talking about you. Nah. Vegan. Uh-uh. Nah. You know, many times people be like, I'm going to catch you eating a burger. Like, all right, let me know when you find that, find that out and I, we can talk about it. That wraps up part one of the interview with Stefan Hawkins. For those non-vegan people, I hope you learned something regarding what actually goes into making some vegan food. Now you have a better idea of what is in those vegan chicken nuggets or vegan turkey legs that you see at the store. I don't know if there's such a thing as vegan turkey legs, but you get the point. So let's continue our discussion on lipids. Let's wrap this up. I told you that I'd give you the definition of triglycerides. Triglycerides are a simple fat compound that contains fatty acids and a molecule called glycerol. Triglycerides make up most of the fat content in your body and circulate in your body within something called lipoproteins. So let's break that down just a little bit further, but I won't make it too complicated for you. Think of lipoproteins as a car and triglycerides as the passengers. The make of the car is a lipoprotein and the model of the car is either something called VLDL, which stands for very low density lipoprotein, and the other make of the car is LDL. So we already talked about LDL. So once again, the make of the car is a lipoprotein and the model, there's different type of models for the car. One model is a VLDL, which stands for a very low density lipoprotein. And the other model of the car is LDL. Hey, you mentioned those earlier. I sure did. I see you paying attention over there. Great job. Keep it up. Keep listening. Got some more information coming. Stick with me. We almost at the end. Everything is coming back full circle. So you're paying attention. I appreciate you. Lipoproteins go around transporting fat to different areas of the body. And like I mentioned earlier, if there is too much of something being transported, that isn't a good thing. You don't want too much triglyceride being transported to other areas of the body. It can build up in your arteries and increase a person's risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. Also in the case of triglycerides, that fat can build up in bad areas like your stomach and other areas. You know what fatty areas you may have potentially a lot of fat in. So that's what I'm talking about. That is your triglyceride. So what level should you be at for your total cholesterol, LDL, HDL, and triglycerides? Well, here are the levels if you have no other health conditions. If you're older than 20 years old, your total cholesterol should be less than 200. Your LDL, which is what again? Your LDL is your bad cholesterol. If you remember that from earlier, your LDL should be less than 100. For women, your HDL, which once again is your good cholesterol, should be greater than 50. And for men, your HDL should be greater than 40. And finally, your triglyceride levels should be less than 150. 
So just to quickly summarize again, your total cholesterol should be less than 200. Your LDL, which is your, come on, say it with me now, say it with me now. Your LDL is your bad cholesterol and it should be less than 100. Your HDL, which is your good cholesterol for women should be greater than 50 and for men should be greater than 40 and your triglycerides should be less than 150. Whew, that's a lot of numbers, but repeated them twice. I hope you remember them. If you didn't, just go back and listen again, write them down. So when you go to the doctor, you'll know what levels that you should have. And if you're doing well, thumbs up. If you're not doing as well as you should be, you know what you need to work on. So how do I work on it? Well, next episode, we'll talk about how to improve your levels via diet, exercise, medication. Those are the things that I'll talk about in the next episode. But I'm about to head out and go get me a slap burger. Next week, we'll talk to Stefan again about his new book cafe and his coffee. Y'all can check out the link in the bio to purchase it. Now, if you want to just go ahead and purchase it just on the strength of my recommendation. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to like, share, and leave a comment on whatever platform that you're listening to if you're able to leave a comment. I'm sending a signed copy of my book to the next person that leaves a comment and sends me a screenshot of it on IG. So yeah, you can slide in my DM with the screenshot of the comment that you left for me on whatever platform that you're listening to. I hope it's a good comment. Don't send me a trash comment of you just talking bad about my podcast. You're not getting a book with no negative comment. But I appreciate all the feedback <laughs> on my podcast. And check out my website if you want more information on my book or just me in general. Hit the link in the show description to check out my website. I'll see you all again next week. And as always, stay healthy physically and mentally.